Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will use this city as a tool of witness in the lives of those who are struggling to live godly for you. I pray that it will bring deliverance and set the captive free. Lord, as it goes beyond the prison walls, the highway and byways, that it will compel those to come unto you. Lord, those that are struggling, that they'll begin to live victoriously. And Lord, when that race is over and it is all finished, Lord, they can come unto you and you will say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. In Jesus' name. Turn with me. Psalms 46 and 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I want you to also look at Psalms 91. I'm going to skip around in Psalms 91, starting at the first verse. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the foul and from the noisome pestilence. You drop down, verse number five. Thou shall not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Then drop down to verse number eight. Only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Eternal God, we are grateful and thankful to you once again for meeting us here and blessing us, Lord, with life, health, and strength. We don't want to take it for granted, Lord. For we realize, Lord, that it's in you that we live, move, and have our very being. Now, Lord, in this service, God, we ask that, God, you would move in a way, God, that everyone that's here, God, will know. Look at Jesus. I thank you, God, and I praise you. And I ask also, God, that you would lend me thine anointing. For it's through your anointing, Lord, that yokes, chains, and fetters will be broken. And, Lord, if there's anyone in this place that has never repented of their sins, nor been baptized in your name or filled with the Holy Ghost. Today, God, is the day of salvation, and we look forward to doing, Lord, just that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I want to minister to you from the thought, newsflash, God is still in control. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's still in control. God bless you. You may be seated. Newsflash. What is a newsflash? is current issues that warrant the interruption of a scheduled programming or current news in order to report its details. I, I thought about the thought, newsflash. You know, we have all kinds of news. We have breaking news. We have uh, 
special reports. But the news flash is what got my attention. Because what it does, it's a current issue that, that you're facing right now, and it warrants that there's an interruption of your schedule program. You don't do business like you used to do business, not in this climate. Mm -mm. So it's a news flash. And guess what this news flash does? It lets us know that things are going to change. We ain't going to do business like we normally did it. It's totally separate from how we used to do things. It's current news. Somebody say current. That means right now news. It's current news, and it's reporting the detail. Let me just throw this at you, because you've had figures thrown at you. How many people are affected? How many people have died? And I dare to say that we don't remember the numbers, but they're staggering. They're in the thousands. But guess what? There's a virus that's worse than that. It's the virus of sin. Sin kills thousands of people daily. But guess what happened? We don't report that. We don't want to talk about that. And let, let me just kind of keep it right, right where it is. When we talk about control, newsflash, God is in control. What, what is control? Control is the power to influence or direct people's behavior or the course of events. Somebody's life is going to be impacted. Somebody's life is going to forever be changed. See, no matter what's going on, you need to get in your spirit. God is in control. He's going to direct some things. He's going to change some behavior of some folk. The talk around the world today is the coronavirus. Surprisingly, it came without warning. No time to prepare. It will be the same for the coming of the Lord. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because the Lord is soon to return. No man knows the day nor the hour, so I'm not trying to say that this is it. But it's previews of upcoming attractions. It's previews of what will be down the road. In Matthew 24 and 36, the Bible says, But of that day and hour knoweth no man, not the angels in heaven, but my Father. Yet in the world of chaos, newsflash, God has talked back to me. Our faith as a congregation should be one of hope and confidence. That's why, you know, we got the call, different people calling. We're going to have church today. I said, tell them this. The lights are still on and the doors are open. Our faith, again, as a congregation should be one of hope and of confidence. In Psalms 93 and 7, in the NIV, it puts it this way. But now, Lord, what do I look for? My hope is in you. Some people are looking for the government to bail them out. Some people are looking for the hospitals to give them this antidote. But I'm here to tell you God is the one we need to be looking to. The Amplified Bible in Hebrews 10 and 23 says, let us hold unwaverly to the hope we profess for he who promised is faithful. Anybody believe that? Right there, you ought to give God a praise. God is faithful. His, 
He's so faithful, even when we're not faithful, God continues to be faithful. No matter what things appear to be, our God is still in control. He has not forgotten his people. Somebody take your finger and point it this way. Now point it back to you and say, I'm one of his. God has not forgotten his people. Did he not say, I will never leave nor forsake thee? In Psalms 25 and 2, he says, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so the Lord is round about his people from henceforth, even forever. His plan for this world is still the same. Somebody say, it's still the same. In 2 Peter 3 and 9, the Bible says, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but his long-suffering. Oh, thank God for his long-suffering. Because had it not been for his long-suffering, many of us would have been cut off right in the house of God. We ain't giving God no attention. We ain't paying him no mind. But what God can do right in the midst of your calamity show you that he's merciful. He's long-suffering, not willing, watch this and wait for it, that any should perish. God doesn't want people to perish in this climate of fear, but that all should come to repentance. Believe it or not, everybody that walked through the door ain't saved. And this is the time to get real. Because trust me, you walked in, but you don't have to walk out. Before this service is over, God can say, you know what? I've been long-suffering. I've given you opportunity after opportunity, chance after chance, and you totally ignored me. So guess what? This is it. Walk out the door if you want to without receiving me. Walk out the door without having my spirit within you. If God were to tell you right now, the truth be told that this is the last moment you'll live, many people will bum rush this altar. Knock me down. Because you know why? Now you got it direct from God. Newsflash, God is in control. It is in him that we live, move, and have our very being. If God decided, see, this is the part we ain't, we not getting. If God decided right now that the breath you take is the last breath, guess what? Nobody can say anything about it. Why? Because he's been sovereign. That word sovereign means he does what he wants to do, when he wants to do it, and how he wants to do it. And for all of this time, God has been so sovereign with us and given us again an opportunity to give him the remainder of our life. Some of you might say, well, Pastor, I'm young. I got a long life ahead of me. Can I just be real? The very first funerals in this church I ever performed were of children. I never forget, infants. Now, I'm not, I'm not concerned about where they're going because straight to the Lord. But now some of us old heads, just using some of my vernacular from back in the day. Now we've got something to think about. We lived a long life of sin, a long life of not considering our ways. Did you ever stop to consider your ways? Consider your attitude. Consider what kind of human being you are. You see, when we go back to this text, and we're going to get there, I just want to help somebody right now to understand that he wishes that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So, brothers and sisters, let's stay focus on the mission at hand. Where is that coming from? Matthew 5 and 14. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. That's why I say the lights are still on. 
the light within you should still be burning because people need to know that the church is still in operation. This is our opportunity. Somebody said, man, it's chaotic. Man, it's doubtful. Man, people walk around with no hope. Man, this is our opportunity to be a witness to the world that in a panic and fear atmosphere. And sometimes God allows us to be the calm in the midst of the chaotic situation that we're in. Sometimes he lets the storm rage and he tells his children, you're going to be the calm in the midst of the storm. Remember, God is in control. I, I know it's hard to fathom because the way the media portrays it is that, man, everything is wacko. Everything is bonkers. Everything is out of sorts. But I'm here to tell you, God is in control. Now, it's not time for the church to close the doors of the house of God. We are the church. Somebody say, I'm the church. See, the church is not brick and mortar, but we are the church. That's why I'm saying the lights can't go out in this darkness. Faith is our weapon, and prayer is the key. Even if they, they put us in quarantine, this is another time for beautiful fellowship with God. See, some of us, man, let it be quarantine. Let it be 15 days. Can't come up out of the house. Some of us going to go stare crazy. You know why? Because we don't value the 24 hours that he gives us. How many of you know that if God wanted to, he gives you 24 hours in a day. And if you were to tithe on that, you owe God two hours and 40 minutes. Did you ever stop and think, what am I doing with that two hours and 40 minutes? Am I giving it back to him in prayer, studying, meditating? I'm just trying to tell you that no matter what circumstances, God is in control. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 1 and 9, the things that have been, it is that shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. This has happened before. I'm going to let you see it in a minute. Yes, God is in control, I'm, I'm trying to tell you. But he also wants us to exercise wisdom in our daily schedule. Do what we have been doing, told to do, per announcements. Somebody say, man, Pastor Ron, we got to do it like that. If they tell us to stay indoors, please, sir, ma'am, don't be the one that says, I'm grown. I'm going to still do me. I'm, I'm going out. Okay, newsflash, God is in control. Let me give you an instance in the Old Testament. Remember when God said that there's going to be a plague because he had went to Pharaoh. Moses went to Pharaoh numerous times. And he said, let my people go. Pharaoh acted like he was. Then he backed up and said, I ain't letting them go. And last but not least, the last time he saw Pharaoh, Pharaoh saw Moses. Moses told Pharaoh, this is the last time that you'll see me. And he told him that that night, the Lord told him, the firstborn of every person is going to die. But there was a, a provision made showing you that God was in control. He said, but I'm going to send a death angel, and I want you to make sure that you put over the doorpost blood, the blood of a lamb. How many of you know that was a type and foreshadow of the blood that's going to save us? Turn to your neighbor and say, the blood still works. <laughs> And, and, and so what, what he told Moses was, now I need you to tell everybody 
once they put the blood on the side post and over the doorpost, over the top, with that lintel, I want you to tell them, don't go outside. Quarantine ain't nothing new. <laughs> he said, don't go outside. See, they're covered. But if you go, if you go from underneath the covering, they tell us you're quarantined for 15 days. Listen, because that's the covering. Oh, y'all not working with me. I, I'm, I'm trying to, to let you see that there's nothing new under the sun. And this is what I mean by this. This is not the first pandemic in the history of civilization. Smallpox, a European disease that killed thousands of people. The Bionic Plague, known as the Black Plague, and the Great Plague of London. And the list goes on and on and on. Even now, there are those around the world that are depressed, fearful, they live their lives in fear, and the way that they act is ruled by what happens on the news, which causes them to behave and act in unbelief with an, an extremism. That's why you went yesterday to Sam's, and there was a long line of people wrapped around the building. Extremism. Why? Because they saw on the TV. You better get it. I'm trying to tell you, they are afraid of what may happen or what won't happen or what somebody tells them is going to happen. However, we as believers, somebody say, I'm a, I'm a believer. We as the believers in God, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Now this is when it pays off being a brother in Christ, a sister in Christ, a mother in Christ, a grandmother in Christ, a father in Christ. Because at the end of it all, we know all things are going to work together for good to them that love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. We are those people that he's talking about. And we know from Psalms 121, David wrote this psalm. And David wrote this psalm when he was in the midst of some horrendous events in his life. And he said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Anybody in here know where your help come from? Well, my help coming from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. My God. I don't know why you're spending some restless and sleepless nights when God said, I'm going to be up anyway. Go ahead and cast all your care upon me. I got you. It says, the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee. That means he's going to keep thee in the midst of this climate of fear. He's going to keep you from all evil. Tell somebody, all means all. All Even this virus. (laughs) He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out, thank you, Jesus, and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Listen, there's no breaking news with God because he said, I'm the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He said, the world, I made it. And ain't nothing going to happen in this world that I don't already know about. I'm saying to you 
day, saints of the Most High God. Do not fear. Do not be discouraged. Do not think that God is not in control, because I promise you, he is. In my closing, I want to go back to Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Anybody feeling this troublesome times that we live in? Call for us to look to him. You see, by definition, a refuge is a safe place. When the Bible describes God as our refuge, it's simply saying that God is our safe place. When we need protection from something like this virus, knowing God is our refuge enables us to trust him, even when we can't trace him. We can trust him more freely now because we know that God is mm, mm, mm. We need not fear situations or people who threaten our well-being, whether physically or in a spiritual sense. There is no situation, somebody say none, none. zero. There's no situation that we will ever face that is out of God's control. So the best place to be is in the house. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Wouldn't you rather be already in the house, in the place where they can render medical attention? Work with me here. Wouldn't you rather be in the hospital and then all of a sudden you have symptoms? You're in the house. Wouldn't you rather be in the hospital and y'all, your heart is palpitating extra fast? They can render you assistance. So I'm simply saying to you, why wouldn't you want to consider this the safest place to be? In God's house, where if anything breaks up, God can say, I got it. I'm in control. I'm telling you, the best place to be always and forever is right here and in God. Now listen, there's going to come a time where men will fear, 1 John 4 and 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear have torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. And that's what we see going around now. People are living in fear because they don't have the love of Jesus down on the inside. I'm saying to you, brothers and sisters, guests and or visitors, control power to influence or direct people's behavior or course of events. God is in control. Can I get you to stand please? Thank you Father. I gotta give you thanks because Lord everything that you have done I didn't look at the now. I thank you Lord for the release of every chain. Everywhere I go God I gotta give you praise because you have heard my cry. We have been smothered by the grace of God and it has brought us joy. Therefore, Lord, we was able to make a joyful noise in this city. We have learned to forgive and with that in mind, God, I just can't stop praising you. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen.